Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The offseason primarily done for the Chicago Bulls and the team making most of their major decisions leading into the season. We're going to talk about where the Bulls do rank in the Central Division heading into the season. And will the Bulls regret passing on Javon Freeman Liberty? We're going to talk about all that plus the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes, the CEO, H-A-I-Z-E. But more importantly, you can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. First up, we're going to ask the question, where do the Bulls rank in the Central Division heading into the 2023-24 season? Now, I think there are two teams that are clearly at the top of the division. I don't think that that's really changing. You look at the Milwaukee Bucks, you look at the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, I think those teams are both going to be number one, number two um, in that Central Division into next season. And that really kind of leaves the rest of the teams kind of figuring out where they all fit in. Now, you know, I went back and forth and looking at this list and looking at the teams and, you know, saying, do I feel like the Pacers are going to be a better team than the Chicago Bulls next season? Um, And while I do think the Bulls increase definitely in the margins, they help those areas. And I do think with better player utilization as well, that the team can definitely have a better record than the Indiana Pacers which they did last season as well. But then you look at the league, right? And the fact of the matter is just this. I look to be fair. I would expect and bet on Ben Matherin to make a jump more than I would necessarily the Chicago Bulls young players making a similar jump. And then when you look at adding in Obi Toppin as well, even though I don't see Obi Toppin as this huge acquisition by the Indiana Pacers, I do think that he is one that can help them drastically kind of in those margin areas, similar to what we've done. And you look also look at Tyrese Halliburton, right, and his growth and development and just the overall just nature of that roster, right, and the, and the fact that they were an extremely young team, first season really being put together, Ben Matherin being a rookie. I unfortunately am going to put right now and expect the Indiana Pacers to have a bit of a better record than the Chicago Bulls. Now, that does not mean I don't think the Bulls can't still make the playoffs or anything like that, but I do look and say, hey, at least betting on what we saw last season, right? And yes, the Bulls did make moves and moves that I do like for the team. You got to look at that depth with the Indiana Pacers. Tyrese Halliburton, Ben Matherin, Buddy Hield, Jerace Walker, their young uh, pickup that they made. Uh, Miles Turner probably being their starting five there. And then you have Obi Toppin. They also brought in Bruce Brown, right? Like, those are the type of moves. Still, TJ McConnell, which is one of the better backups um, in, in I think, in that central division. You look, got to look at what they've done in the roster that they have there and say, that's a pretty damn good roster, right? And so, like I said, they, they only won 35 games last season. Uh, well, we won 40 games. So, you know, it, it's, it's have they closed the gap enough, right? And so, you know, right now, just because of the youth, because of having uh, Tyrese Halliburton, because of Ben Matherin and him actually having that dog in him, and me just expecting Ben Matherin to kind of make a bigger leap than necessarily what I would the young Chicago Bulls players, Unfortunately, I'm probably going to put the Pacers as expect, expected on paper 
above the Chicago Bulls, but it's not by much, right? I do think when you look at the Bulls roster, when you look at their acquisitions, just the, the how the added three-point shooting can drastically help the Chicago Bulls. We lost so many games last year to simple math. I talked about it a lot last season, talking about it again here. And with the with the additions of three-point shooters in uh, Javon Carter, Torrey Craig, hopefully overall as a team, we just operate better in that and how having those threats can, uh, can help, uh, you know, kind of fit the team more into those natural areas. I do think that the Bulls are going to be very close. I don't think it's like this thing where I'm picking the Pacers to have 10 more wins than the Chicago Bulls at all. It's just right now on paper because I do see them as kind of in the same area, but I'm going to give the edge to the Pacers even though I'm a Bulls fan because of that. But, you know, the Bulls, like I've said, they, the, the roster that they built here, it makes sense, right? And so every acquisition that they made, you see how it can help the Bulls in the margins, on the court, on the defensive side of the ball. And while a lot of Bulls fans like to, you know, use the fact that we were top five team defensively, you guys know I've already kind of blown a hole in that. We were top five because of, you know, us not trying to go for offensive rebounds. But now I definitely feel we can be a top five defense in the half court as well as trying to go after offensive rebounds a little bit more heavily and focusing on that area. I like what the Bulls did. Again, this is not me being hugely down on the Bulls. It's just the, the, the pieces. I don't know if Patrick Williams is going to make a leap. I hope he will. I know he can, but I'm not necessarily betting on that yet, right? Kobe White made a nice set of improvements last season, and I think he's going to be primed and maybe motivated to come in. But again, a very streaky shooter, even at his best. So, you know, those type of things play into that. And then the Detroit Pistons, it's Detroit. They're used to being at the bottom of everything. They're going to be at the bottom of the Central Division yet again. Don't really have hope for them to turn it around quite yet. I do like their coach. I like the, the, a lot of the young players they have there. I think that, you know, around this time next season, we'll be having a different conversation on how high they can go. But as of right now, I'm not picking the Detroit Pistons to pick to uh, fit finish anything over than fifth in the Central Division. And, hey, it is what it is. If you're a Detroit fan and you, have, and you take issue with that, I don't give a damn. Uh, but with that being said, all right, let's move to the next topic. So uh, but before that, let me know what you guys think. Where do you guys think that the, the Bulls are going to rank in the Central Division next season? All right, now. Javon Freeman Liberty was a player that a lot of Bulls fans, me included, hope that the Bulls are going to find a way to sign, right? Whether it meant take a non-guaranteeing, uh, you know, uh, Carly Jones contract, replacing that after a camp deal, where Javon Freeman Liberty went ahead and signed with the Toronto Raptors. And the thing that was most concerning about it, his agent came out later and said three teams made offers to Javon Freeman Liberty. He ends up deciding on the Toronto Raptors. The Bulls are not one of those teams that made an offer. Now, that is hugely concerning for a team that needs talent. Now, his agent didn't come out after the fact and said that the Bulls are trying to figure out a way to sign Javon Freeman Liberty. Um, but, you know, the, Javon Freeman Liberty's agent felt, go ahead and take the deal with Toronto Raptors. And even said in that, for now. So you just never know. If, if if Javon Freeman Liberty is eventually cut, he could come back in the Bulls situation. But it's, it's opened up another question by Bulls fans. Did the Bulls miss out again? Is this going to be the next Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Max Struess type player that the Bulls look back and say, we had in our system for over a year, and we did not sign. We did not bring him in here. Um, and while I, Javon Freeman-Liberty had a hell of a summer league, I do not want to overlook that at all by any stretch of the imagination, had an amazing summer league. He didn't even look that good in G League last season, though, right? Not, not as good as he looked in summer league. And so it, I think it's evident in the fact that even with the Toronto Raptors, you saw it was a two-way contract. That's all he was getting offered was two-way deals. And the Chicago Bulls, on their two-way contracts, we have Adama Sinago, who I do think they think very highly of. They have Justin Lewis, who they really want to get a look at after signing him as an undrafted rookie last season. He tore his ACL. And then they brought up Erna Lop Bittum. And that's where I make 
the distinction is that if the Bulls would have, for example, would, if it would have been Terry Taylor on the third two-way contract over Javon Freeman-Liberty, that's where I would have had even more issue. But when you look at Earnlop, he has a much higher ceiling than anything Javon Freeman-Liberty had. He just does, uh, period. And when you look at that he was in the most competitive league outside of the NBA in the world last season, so that's, that's more than G League competition. I'm still surprised that he signed a two-way contract, which I don't expect him to be on very long, but ultimately it just came down to if it comes down to Bitum and Javon Freeman Liberty, I'm betting on Bitum every single time, right? And so while, yes, he could absolutely be one that ends up turning and developing, but I do think that Bulls fans have now turned this into a thing acting like he signed like this guaranteed deal, and he didn't. Even the teams that went after and signed Javon Freeman Liberty at most offered, and he ended up signing a two-way contract, which means he's probably going to spend most of his season down in the G League yet again. Now, you guys know, I've said it before. I said it in the positive. I said it in the bad. You cannot overrate what happened in Summer League, right? And that is evident by the deal that Javon Freeman Liberty did sign. Teams aren't overrating it. They want to get him in their system. They want to take a look at him. And those things make sense. And I do wish the Bulls did those things. But if it came down to Bitum or it came down to Javon Freeman Liberty on a two-way contract, Listen, I'm going bid him all day, every day. Now, one could say as well, what about Carly, right? Carly Jones, the G League MVP, even though I don't, I'm not very high on, on Carly Jones at all. But one should say, well, hey, look at the deal that, that Carly, he was non-guaranteed. We could have waived him and brought in Javon Freeman Liberty. And I do think that the Bulls were going to hope that they could have got Javon Freeman Liberty to come into a training camp deal while they try to work out some of those details and figure out who they're going to guarantee and not. But unfortunately, it just didn't work out. Do I think that Javon Freeman Liberty is going to be somebody we regret passing on? I do think there's a chance of it, but I'm not going to act like it's this surefire thing yet for a player that signed a two-way deal. I'm just not. He's been there. They had a look at him. They've had him in their system since, since oh, he played last season with the Windy City Bulls. So I, I, here's what I'll say. I, I do think that there's a chance. I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that Javon Freeman Liberty is just going to be this player that nobody remembers. There's a there's definitely a chance that he ends up, especially with Toronto, they develop players pretty well down there, that he could turn into something. And he could be the next player that the, that the Bulls do regret on. But here's what I'll say, that if Bitum also works out, then it, it it's it's null and void. If Bitum also works out, Javon Freeman Liberty ends up becoming whatever with the Toronto Raptors, I'm not worried about it. That's not one I'm going to hold against AK and Eversley personally, but you guys, you can do what you want. But all right, enough of me talking uh, for today. Let's go ahead and get into the voicemails for today. And, to the, and first up, we got Michael Korn. Hey, up. what's up? Hey, it's Michael Korn here. Uh, Saturday, uh, just finished listening to your mailbag. It's awesome. want to echo some of the positive comments about Patrick Williams, at least like uh, everyone's aspirations for him. Hopefully, uh, those are his aspirations as well. I like the idea of 100 blocks, 100 steals, as your one caller uh, recommended, or hopes for, but I will also add uh, he's got to crash the glass offensively, and uh, you know, I'm less, uh, you know, concerned about how many points the game. I just want to see him uh, rebound, use his, uh, you know, size, uh, his strength, just get offensive rebounds, crash the glass. Will Billy Donovan's schemes enable that, or as soon as someone shoots a three, bricks a three, they're running back on defense, uh, you know, to set up before, you know, another team's transition. But he's got to uh, be a presence offensively. Uh, and I think the best way for him to express that on this team is to, you know, fly in for rebounds. Anyway, uh, let me know what you think. Have a great day. Have a good one. Bye-bye. 
P. Will crash the glass more efficiently. I, I want this team generally uh, crashes the, the especially offensive glass more efficiently. We were the 28th and 29th team the last two seasons in offensive rebounding. Period. And that is because if you guys watch the games, the way that Billy Donovan has the system set up is that the almost immediately after an offensive shot going up, most of the Bulls players except the center go down to set up on defense. That's why we limited transition uh, points for the teams, and that is what helped inflate that number of us being the top five defense defensive team. So I hope overall there's a change in mindset in that. But then also on the defensive side of the ball, yes, P. Will needs to crash that offensive glass more. He has to use the side speed and strength to get to more boards, um, especially on that defensive end. That's what we want to see, the block shots. If he gets 100 blocks, 100 steals, and crashes the boards more efficiently with scoring, what did he score last year? Over 10 points per game. If he can get between 10 and 12 points per game, that, that's an improvement for P. Will, right? And so hopefully that's what we start seeing from P. Will's improvement in those areas as he builds his confidence, but we still need to see a little bit more scoring from him as well. And I think just by, by me saying that, I don't mean like all of a sudden take the ball and go rogue. I just mean take some of the shots that you pass up. He will have confidence. You were the team's leading three-point shooter by percentage last season. Take those shots, P-Will, and make those shots. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from MC Season. What's good, hey? This is your boy, MC Season. Uh, we back at it with another uh, question for the voicemail. Uh, so my question revolves around rebuilding and retooling. Um, since the Bulls aren't going to make any more moves uh, during the offseason, my question is, do you think the acquisitions the Bulls made was considered a retooling? Because um, you've mentioned about retooling in um, – other videos and while well, I was on uh, both Twitter and a lot of people are saying that this wasn't a retool it, um, it was more so just a, a dud in free agency so that's my question do you consider this a retool uh, but yeah that's it thanks man great question here do the acquisitions count as a retooling here's what I'll say I don't because basically what we did at least on paper as of right now we basically replaced it replace Javon Green Javante Green Sorry, so many Javon-type names. Javante Green and Derrick Jones Jr. with Torrey Craig and Javon Carter and Julian Phillips, right? And so I don't necessarily think that that's a retooling only because most of your major pieces are still here. Your, your starting five, insert Javon Carter, still the same. Your lead players off the bench in Drummond, Caruso, Kobe White. We'll see if Dalen, uh, Iotasuma, what happens with those guys. Uh, Torrey Craig is well in there. The, that, like, that... <sighs> I can't necessarily label it as a retooling. It is a retooling in a way because you definitely did change the Chicago Bulls shot profile considerably, I do think. Um, so I do think you did that pretty well. But I don't know if I would label it a complete retooling. When I think of retooling, I mean that you 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 move at least one major piece and bring in another major piece that maybe has a different part of the game or different aspect of the game they're going to bring out. The Bulls really operate entirely in the margins in this, right? They, they increased in that margin area. They increased their three-point shooting and that shot profile, at least on paper. They increased their defensive potential, at least on paper, right? But I don't think that they changed enough to, I would label it a retooling personally. Um, I think you would have had to make a couple of more major acquisitions, maybe even, you know, move on from Iota Sumo to bring in another player in a sign-and-trade, something like that. So that's kind of what I would think of a retooling as. But, hey, let me know what you guys think down below. I don't think the Bulls necessarily retooled. They didn't stay the same either. Those people who are saying the Bulls basically ran it back. It's somewhere that hovers in between the two of those. And maybe maybe I'm just kind of overstating what a retooling is as well. That could be possible. But let me know what you guys think down below. 
All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Q. Uh, hey, hey, uh, it's me, uh, Q again. I just watched the video uh, about if the Bulls were, or if AK was passing, and I saw, uh, and I saw you use my voicemail. I, I definitely, um, I definitely agree with 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 what you said in terms of the moves were were smart, um, and and I, I I definitely do agree with that, but. I don't know. I, I think you're right. The position that the position that we or the team was in in terms of cap space was just not good. That's why personally I didn't think that Vucevic trade was was the best. But um I mean it's in the past, so that is um I guess that's fine. But I wanted to honestly I wanted to kinda of talk about uh, this crowd of people that keeps saying that they want to trade that they want to trade uh that and at this point it's really starting to piss me off experience the thrill of march madness if you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home bet the non-stop action of march madness with my bookie enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to twenty five thousand dollars or pick from a huge selection of straight bets props and odds boosts whatever your style my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Because it just seems like these people don't really understand how valuable he is on the market and how they're just saying, oh, we should just let him go or we should just sell him off. And the fact that they're upset that that AK wanted to put a decent price on him as a trade for his trade value, and they're complaining that he's, he's, he's overvaluing him. And I'm just like, I, I just, it doesn't make sense. So you want to trade the guy. And you complain about you wanting to be traded, but you're not gonna let the GM put the best value possible on our, on the best for the best player on the team. So it's like just it's just two contradicting statements. And it's like I even got family members sending me these articles about trading him and everything like that. And I'm just like these people they're they're very it's just like they're very gullible. They're very gullible. Like. They, they they just fall for any type of crappy article that they see on Bleacher Report or NBC Sports Chicago or some type of uh, crappy article from some crappy journalist trying to get a headline for the offseason. And it's just like, come on, guys. Like, they're not trading him. And they're especially not going to trade him. All right. Um. Uh, listen. For Bulls fans that say that they, anytime, and this is just me being frank, and if I offend anybody, honestly, I want to say I'm sorry, but I really don't care. Um, Anybody who says 
For example, let Vooch walk away, considering the scenario that the Bulls were in is an idiot. Anyone who says, just trade Zach Levine to trade Zach Levine because he's really a number two and, and just don't care what they get back is an idiot. Anyone who says, hey, just just uh, we should have let Zach Levine walk rather than resign him. I'm sorry. Considering where the Bulls were in the salary cap situation is an idiot. Um, and that's just me. I'm going to be frank. I'm going to say my opinion here. It makes it, it, it. You do not want your front office to be even more stupid than what you think that they have been. Just so you can, just so you can feel like they're actually doing something by going rebuild. That's it. That's idiotic. That can shoot your franchise in the foot for a decade plus, right? The Bulls were in a situation, unfortunately, and by their own um, creation in a lot of ways with the Vooch trade, that they did not have any true salary cap space. Had Vooch walked away for nothing, they had no ability to, to realistically improve from him. Have like in, in the moving of Zach Levine, I get it. The Bulls fans are like, hey, this core is only going to go so far. I understand that, and I agree with you. I said before, this ceiling, unless a young player makes a leap, we're probably looking at maybe a first uh, getting uh, into the second round, maybe. And that's if all chips fall well for the Bulls and these op- the way that they've operated in the margins drastically improves this team. But overall, you cannot trade a player away of Zach Levine's uh, level of being able to be one of the top scoring players in the NBA. I know people are going to just say, well, he's bad defensively. He's this, he's that, he's this, he's that. You do not trade a player that can be top 10 in scoring in the NBA just to send them away for nothing. Now, I also will say, though, that you can't hold on to that player. If you do eventually need to move on, you can hold on to the player too long and then not get value back either. There is a, a middle ground you have to play with that. But the, the, anybody who says just trade Zach Levine to just trade Zach Levine so then they could feel better that this team's going rebuild and, and whatever else, isn't it? That's my personal opinion. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Homeboy. What's going on, man? This is Homeboy. So I actually have two predictions with uh, the Bulls. I think that uh, this next season, I feel like they're going to have a similar season to what the Knicks had this year, uh, just because they actually had an off season to really fill out their rosters and kind of try to figure out what they need. That's my first prediction. And my second prediction, I don't think you're going to like this, but uh, I think they're going to extend uh, DeRozan. And I know you think that it's going to be like a bad or people talk bad about DeRozan and talk about may not get to a championship level. But the thing is, the stuff that he do bring uh, is definitely going to be worth the, the money just because of the leadership he brings and maybe he can bring out the best in his young players and, and teach them how to become vets. So let's say one of these young players do want to decide and become a guy. They can pretty much take it from DeRozan and, and actually earn being a starter and just like the stars in the past that wasn't high value. Uh, draft picks. They pretty much took it. They pretty much went out there, put in the work, and showed that they were the best player on the court, and that's why they became stars that they are. And DeRozan has a blueprint of how to be there. Um, he's a consistent scorer, and for all the, the things, especially with uh, with him and Zach, I actually think him and Zach are, uh, they, they, they actually work together. I think the only thing is, is like, when they wasn't winning, it's really because Zach's been injured. When Zach's been healthy. They actually won games, and, and both of them, when both of them are clicking on all cylinders, they actually put up pretty good numbers and actually it came out to wins. So I think it's going to be a way better season, and I think like this time next year we're going to be having a different uh, opinion on the Bulls. You tell me what you think about it, man. Oh, another thing, Erlon the Bickham dude. I feel like <laughs> Billy Donovan gonna look at him and be like, uh, he's gonna be like, uh, oh, you six six and was in a dunk contest? Okay, you're gonna play backup center. 
<laughs> oh, man, I think that's going to happen. Hopefully he comes to the league and, and shows something, but it looks like he could be something. But uh, all right then, man. The Bulls will have a similar season to the Knicks next year. Um, the, Well, the Knicks of last year. Here's what I'll say. If, if that does happen, I mean, I think if you're talking about getting that level of wins throughout the season, I do think that a lot of Bulls fans, like the New York Knicks won 47 games last season. And, I mean, honestly, if you look at that's kind of what we had the season prior to last season, where we had 46, 45, 46 wins. So I do think that with having now your, your point guard and Javon Carter at the start of the season and making those operations, those moves in the margins, that the Bulls could get back to that. You, you got to look. We lost 17 games last season. We lost by a score or less, right? And even 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 more of those games, we technically uh, outscored the team as far as we made more field goals, but because we didn't shoot threes, we lost the game. So you can think about the fact that the Bulls can make that type of movement um, but, and then build off that. Now, as far as DeMar DeRozan getting an extension, here's what I'll say. I mean, listen. AK's bet on continuity so far. It's just what the deal comes in at. If they give him that full extension, or I think it's four or five years over $100 million, that's crazy for a player at DeMar DeRozan's age. If, to your point, they sign him to a two, even three-year deal where it goes one past, like the Vooch Dillon, anything like that, that's a smart deal. So we'll end up seeing. I do think that it's more likely than not that DeMar DeRozan's probably going to get extended. If not, let's say they do make a DeMar move at the trade deadline. That would really be interesting to see. But I think more than likely with what we've seen from AK, I'll try to. I'll probably bet on Demar getting an extension more than I would them moving on from Demar. And I do think Demar and Zach can work together. They just need three point shooters around them and consistent, confident three point shooters that are going to force the other team to guard them the whole game. That's not what we've had yet so far. Hopefully, that's what we have next season. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from my uncle Mingo's in the building. What's going on, Mingo? Hey, what's up, uh, bro, man? This your boy Mingo. I ain't called in a while, but I'm out here still listening, man. First off, man, God bless you, man. The real Bull fans love you, man. The fans of your show love you, and we respect you. But, bro, you need to take some time out for yourself. Out of 82 games last year, bro, I think you only missed, like, two. Uh, I think you had death in the family, man. Uh year before last, went to your sister wedding. You ain't missing too many games out here, man. Take some time for yourself. Uh, since you ain't taking no time for yourself, I got two quick questions for you, bro. If Billy not going 9 to 10 deep, Right, nine to ten deep. If he only going nine to ten deep on the on the bench, just say the season started today. That means your starting lineup stays the same. You you just put in Javon Carter. That go your five. If you run Drummond, Caruso, Kobe, who is that? Uh, Tory Craig. Now that's nine. Uh, what's your opinion, man? Like who getting the heavy rotation minutes? If Billy only running nine to ten deep, you still got I on the bench. Dalen Terry on the bench, and I do understand, man, you need these players around. People might get hurt. They might miss a game or two, stuff like that, so you need this player. But who is your 9 to 10 deep uh, heavy rotation minutes? And the second one is, since you can't talk about it, bro, on Locked On, uh, I need to hear about it on your page, man. Give, give us at least, hey, true opinion, man, 20, 25 seconds, man, uh, Dwight Howard, man. Your boy wilding out here, man. Sahara. Okay, taking time for myself. Listen, man, this this is time for myself. Like, I honestly, I this is why I think that it, it was meant for me to have a Chicago Bulls podcast because I live, breathe, and die the Chicago Bulls. Like, I, I listen, even if I was doing something else, I'd be watching the game on my phone. Yes, I only missed two games last season, uh, which I'm very proud at. And you know, thank you for Steve and Kev stepping in for me when I was when I had to miss those games. But I'm not gonna miss very many games this upcoming season. I take time for myself. Best believe, I take time for myself. But, uh, hey, I'm dedicated. I love the Bulls, and I love talking about them. But with that said, the Bulls going 9-10 to 10 deep, and what do I think that rotation is going to be? This is actually a great question. Like you said, 
Starting five is basically set, in my opinion. Javon Carter, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, or Torrey Craig can either be there, and then Nikola Vucevic, right? And then you're looking at bringing off the bench at that point, Kobe White, Alice Caruso, Torrey Craig, Andre Drummond. That's your nine, right? That's your nine, and it replaced Torrey Craig with Patrick Williams if Patrick Williams is indeed coming off the bench. So then you're looking at players like Io. You're looking at players like Dalen Terry. You're looking at players like... um like uh, uh, Julian Phillips, right? You're looking at those players trying to make a name for themselves and finding and cutting out and carving out a role for them. If I had to bet on any one of those guys to carve out a role, I'm probably going to bet on either Io or Dalen just because of their defensive versatility and ability. Yes, they both have questions with their shot making and things like that, but I think that those guys have a chance. Now, yes, we do need more size in that type of lineup and hopefully Julian Phillips can get some spot minutes as well, but I do also think that if all these guys show that they're ready, we could very well see a scenario in which it depends on the matchup, right? If, if it makes more sense for us to have more length and size out there with, with transition passing, maybe you see Dalen instead of Io in a game. If we need more size and rebounding, maybe you do see Julian Phillips out there instead of, instead of uh, Dalen Terry or Io, or Io DeSumo, right? Carly Jones, I, I just don't expect him to play very much at all this season. Whoever our last 15th man, man signing is with that vet minimum, don't really expect them to, sign, uh, to play much. Uh, either that's why I'm not really worried about if it's Rudy Gay or anybody else but I think when you're looking at things I do think that it's going to just come down to whoever's ready and the matchup and I think that that breeds a scenario in which everybody has to bring it one of the best things about Derrick Jones Jr. last season is that no matter what he could not play for five games in a row play for three games in a row he was all, always ready and found a way to impact the game with the skill set that he had these players are going to have to find out how to do that if they're going to want to cut out carve out a role for themselves that's what I think um, in that opinion. And as far as Dwight Howard, listen, um, I'll just say this. Like, Dwight Howard is the biggest bussy bandit in the world. And if y'all haven't seen the article, go and find it. But Dwight Howard is out here wilding, y'all. That man is out here wilding. Like, that's crazy. You inviting uh, – just go read the article, y'all. But, all right, let's get into the last one for today. This one's from Big O. What's going on, hey, uh, your boy Big O. <laughs> a little bit of <laughs> – Voice malfunction, but uh, I want to chime in on a couple things. Number one is uh, the Zach Levine um, <clears throat> report that came out that uh, the Nick was asking for Zach Levine. And they thought the price was too high. I know you and Pat, you know, y'all kind of been saying that for the last few weeks that the Bulls set the price high because they don't want to trade. Well, I, I actually don't agree with that. I, I actually think that's what he's worth. You know what I mean? Um, if you think about what, what Donovan Mitchell get traded for, like three, four draft picks, Laurie Markin and, and something else. What Laurie Markin is turned to? Immediately to an all-star. So I don't think Zach Levine and Donovan Mitchell are far off each other. You know, and I'm a person that probably would like Donovan Mitchell a little bit better. You might be different. Some people may be different in that comparison. But that's not a terrible trade package for Zach Levine. That's not a crazy trade package. So I don't think they're saying that we don't want to trade him, so we setting the price at I think they just send the price that, hey, if you come with the right package, he's yours. And the second part of that is because a, a team that's going to trade for Zach Levine ain't going to be the Detroit Pistons. It's not going to be probably the, the Orlando Magic. It's going to be a team like a Lakers. It's going to be a team that say, hey, Zach Levine is going to be the guy that's going to help us get over the hook. So Zach Levine is going to come in your organization and be the second or third best player and possibly help you win the championship or get close to it. So if I'm going to send you the guy that's going to help your team do that, I got to make sure my, my return is valuable as well. AK knows that. AK, Zach Levine hasn't had a great winning career, but he's still a 25, 
points a game, one of the best scorers in the league. Absolutely. You go play with your number one, your team's going to be awesome. But I don't think the trade package is astronomical. I think it's what it's worth. It's what Zach Levine is worth. So I don't think it's because they don't want to trade him. They just, they, they set the mark. They, this is where he's worth. Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, any one of those guys, they're going to be, Donovan Mitchell, I mean, uh, Booker, I'll be higher than him. But they not far off. Uh, the second part, DeMar DeRozan, we got to see how this year play out with DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is going to average 20, 22 in this week. I mean, I, I can see him being 37, 38, still for giving you 20. And solid, and the solid game. It's just about how the team going to match and which direction they want to take it with the young guys. So if they bring them back on a two-year deal, I won't be mad. So that, that's set up around the same time that the other players are going to be expired. So thanks for listening, Hayes. Uh, keep doing your thing, brother. Go Bulls. All right. Oh, I'll, here's what I'll say. I think both things can be true. I think that that is a fair market value for Zach Levine, but I also think that they also set the asking price high because they don't want to trade him, right? They don't want to trade him. And, and by that, I mean this. If the Bulls just wanted to move off Zach Levine and they wanted to get back some some pieces, we've seen trades in the media. They would move off from Zach Levine and get back some pieces and probably gain even more cap flexibility by not trying to get the level of deal that they want. And to your point as well, if if contending teams are, are interested in Zach Levine, that means that their first-round picks aren't going to be that high, which means we're probably going to want more first-round picks and a nice young player back. So I do think both things can be true. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I think that they can also have equal market value or high market value and still not want to move on from Zach Levine, right? They don't want to. They want to find a way. Ideally, this, this front office wants to find a way to build a construction around what they have here that actually can get close to contending. I don't know how fruitful they'll be in that, but I do think that that's what they want. And they're not going to give up anytime soon until they do that. And if they do, if you're going to call them and entice them on an offer, it better be a hell of an offer. So that's what I think. Uh, always good good voicemails there from Big O. Always on point. Very well thought out as long as he goes. A little shot at Big O there. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break Media. Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.